sit back, get comfortable while we dial up to the 90s. We're live, chap. We made it again back to the 90s. How you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm doing well, buddy. How are you? I am good. I'm happy to be here tonight. Uh, this is I look forward to this every week. I don't know about you, but like I do look forward to this every week. I do enjoy it. It's like the 45 minutes to an hour that I, I don't have to deal with life. Yeah, and sometimes life is hard. Let's be honest. Life I don't want to. I don't want to adult. I don't. I mean, there's times I just need the break. That's why we're taking it back to the 90s and we're talking about things that were happy and fun back then. And I think we got a pretty good episode that people are going to be pumped about tonight. Uh, it was a little difficult for me. I don't know about you, but. Uh, it was, man. I had to like Google to find out like what was what because uh, I didn't want to make sure my decades weren't blending. But uh, yeah, I think I have a good list. I've got a good range. And it's also nice to see what like a collection of like journalists and stuff like that have compiled on what they thought is the ultimate list of 90s toys. Yeah, 90s toys. So uh, let's remind everybody really quickly uh, that, you know, hope if you're watching tonight live with us, uh, the podcasts are available every Monday, usually in the evening after I get off work. And we've got we're up on Spotify and a bunch of a few other things right now. Uh, we're still waiting on Apple. So Apple, if you can hear this, get us approved. People need their 90s. Are they still dragging? I'll check it later. But last time I checked, they were still down. Um, it's Apple, man. They're too busy fighting people about gaming stuff. I'll tell you about that <laughs> later. Uh, so far, I think the the trip back to the 90s has been great. I've really enjoyed all, all the episodes. Uh, big shout out to Jessica Green for last week. We really appreciate you coming out and being part of the show last week. She brought a really good element and brought her a game. What do you think? Uh, she was awesome. It was so good to talk to her. Uh, it's been a while since I've talked to her, but to have her on the show and just be able to kind of, to find out that the Nebraska lifestyle wasn't a whole lot different than what we were doing over here in Indiana. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't figure they had a whole lot of, you know, technology that we didn't have in Indiana, <laughs> Nebraska, but no, but I really wish she was going to answer the cow tipping. I think she's going to take that to her grave. She, she probably will. She probably will. So real quick, uh, how's how's your real life, Jap? How's your 2020 going? Like everybody else's, man, it's in a toilet. Like, I cannot wait to get through this year. Yeah. I feel like we say that a lot about every year. I, I think I remember hearing that about uh, 20, 2015, 16, 17, 18. I think every year everybody's just finding the bad stuff. But it, this is bad. Don't get me wrong. 2020 is bad. I will say this. Like, I try to appreciate things a little bit more now, especially with the uh, everything that we've dealt with. And that's why I think it's fun to kind of come back and do what we're doing here with the 90s show. And it, it, it's how far we've come. Um, maybe to, to, to simplify a little bit more, I would like to kind of go back to the way things were, I guess, a little bit. But uh, nonetheless, you know, we persevere. We got to get through 2020. And uh, the, I'll tell you the thing that I'm struggling with as we're doing this show is how to not blow our wad so early, like the nineties. And we're so excited about it, but how do we, how do we not try to cover everything so quickly? I like we, we got to specialize. I think we do. I think, and I think we'll have episode two and we'll break it down. Uh, like, you know, we have an episode, we were talking about doing nineties uh, cars, right? 
I think we're going to have to break that down a little bit into different types of vehicles at some point because, you know, that's that for me is going to be a big episode. That's something I'm passionate about. I know you're not a huge car guy, but uh, I think we'll have to break that one down a little bit. Yeah, not a huge car guy, but like I've told you off air, I've got my favorites. And, and um, yeah, so. when, we, when we get into sports, I think the sports ones will break down a ton. Like when we start talking about like uh, the all the star team or the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire types, like that's going to. That's going to take a whole episode. You could give me a whole episode on the uh, Maguire Sosa drama. I think that may happen. Uh, tonight's episode is about toys, chap. Uh, we've, we've already discussed a little bit that uh, you were younger than me in the 90s. Yes. And you're still a little bit younger than me. That hasn't changed. Yeah. It's funny how that works out. Right. Uh, so we may have had a different uh, you know, experience with toys in the 90s, I guess, in the 90s. Uh, so how did you don't without giving too much away? How did you kind of break down your list when you were making your top ten today of toys in the nineties? I you know I've got some things that I'm going to want to ask you about because I want to see where the age gap is. Okay, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it. But for, for that instance, like Pokemon cards, I'm curious to see where you were on Pokemon versus where I was. Pokemon was a little later in the nineties. I was a little bit older, but I was still able to get into the craze. I'm wondering where you're at on that. Uh, mostly for me, I just kind of thought back to like the childhood memories, the Christmases, the stuff that I just got, you know, the badass stuff and, uh, what my favorite one was of all time. Um, I've got some pretty, I've got some stuff that people probably don't think are pretty cool. I've also got some pretty simplistic things as well. How about you? How'd you go about, how'd you go about making your list? I went for some stuff that was super important to me. But I also tried to factor in what I would call like cultural relevance. I mean, even, I mean, I know it's toys, but like, you know, things that were significant to people just in the 90s. Like when you think 90s, you think of this stuff. Like I, I tried to factor that in, but, uh, eh, you know, I was, I was 11 through 2020 in the, in the 90s. So I don't know. I was playing with toys for a little bit, but obviously I was too cool for toys after like 96. Yeah, dude, like you might have missed a lot of the good stuff. My uh, wife and I were talking about this this week and she's like, she was kind of prepping me on the, what things I was going to talk about and whatnot. And the, a, a Furby came up. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, did you have a Furby? I go, no, I was too old for a Furby. Like I was past that. And she's like, no, my wife is four years younger than me. So obviously like when I was like 14, she was 10, whatever. So the, the factor for her and that was like, I mean, that meant something to her. It didn't mean anything to me. Beanie Babies didn't mean anything to me. Like I feel just kind of like you in some aspects, like I missed some things, but I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure you missed more in Pro the regards to what was important to me. Probably I did. Uh, I do have a funny Furby story and I'll save it for, cause it did make my list. It's on my list. A Furby made your list, huh? Well, because it's not like important to me at all. But did like, did you have a Furby? I did not. Well, then how? My list is all stuff I had. Uh, my I went for cultural relevance plus stuff. I, I mean, I, I I had a, I was doing these algorithms and stuff, trying to you know. I'm trying. Oh, I, I take this so seriously, chap. You have no idea. I spend at least like an hour every week trying to get this ready. Well, that's we we ate dinner and then I was compiling my list. Yeah. And my wife's like, "Wow," and she's like, "You're really serious about this?" I was like, "Well, of course." Like, yeah. I'm not gonna I mean, I felt like I couldn't leave Furbies off the list, even though I didn't have one, because it was a big deal. Like when you say '90s toys, and you want Furby, it's on every list. It's everybody you talk to is going to say Furby. Oh, the the Furbies, the Tickle Me Elmos, yeah. like that kind of stuff. Yeah, like you know, 
Okay, so you, you mentioned Tickle Me Elmo, so I'll go ahead and say that's on my honorable mentions list. I didn't care about it at all. But that's the first toy that I remember being like the big Christmas toy where people were buying a bunch of them and selling them for way way more money than they were supposed to on eBay. I remember seeing news reports. Like as a kid, like the news doesn't really register with you. But I remember hearing like people fighting at Walmart for a Tickle Me Elmo. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that may have happened with Cabbage Patch Kids in the 80s, but I was too young to know about it. But like, so Tickle Me Elmo was on my honorable mentions because it was the first one that I remember people being like, Let's buy them all and sell them for three hundred bucks. Right. And I was like, "Why?" Well, I didn't. because you can. I, well, I mean, I know I, I wasn't. I, I was like, "Why do people want a tickle me Elmo?" It was so right. D- yeah, it was so I, I'm dumb. With I'm with you the same way. It's kind of. It, it didn't mean anything to me, but yes, I remember those places being sold out everywhere. And if you found one, it was almost like seeing a unicorn. Like if you walked in the store, there happened to be one. You're like, I don't even want that, but it's there. Right. Right. <laughs> But that that when I was into shoes, like more than like when I was really buying shoes a lot, like there would be some pairs of Jordans that I wouldn't even care about. But because I knew if I like they were rare and people are going to want them, I was like, well, I kind of should probably just buy them in case I want them later. Uh, so <laughs> there's a few pairs I bought for that reason. Um, what what all do you let's see? I have uh, Nickelodeon Gak. That was a die. I, I had Gak. I never had Gak, but it's on my it's on my honorable mentions because I feel like Gak is. Uh, you know, it's basically just slime that kids are making themselves now. But oh, 100 percent, hundred percent. I've got uh, I, I've got a, a an article here or a, li- a list. The fifty five iconic. I don't like that list. Hold on. Okay. Uh, I've got the the thirty four best toys of the nineties. Don't throw out the ones that you think are on list. Let's just throw out the ones that are, like are kind of. I don't know. There, there's such a wide range, man. I mean, because you, you have, you had the board games, you yes. had the action figures. Growing up, I was very much an action figure guy. Me too. Me too. Like Ninja Turtles were, I think, the last action figures. I was uh, some Star Wars ones when the the Phantom Menace came out, but Ninja Turtles were about the last action figures I bought. The the, the Ninja Turtles, uh, Ghostbusters, Batman. Like, mm-hmm. I was very much the kid who was like in the tub. With the imagination, you know, playing with the action figures. Uh, they're not dolls. We're going to nip that in the bud right now. Sure. It's not dolls. It's action figures. And it's, I, I thought I had a pretty good imagination, but I got to tell a funny story here. Sure. I'm, I'm at the per, the Peru Wabash football game on Friday, and my cousin is seven. She goes to the games but doesn't watch the game. She's playing or whatever. And I happen to catch her and one of her friends. They're playing with action figures or dolls, even at this point. I don't care. And the, the dialogue they're having is absolutely ridiculous. And somebody, the, the kid says something to her and she's like, I don't know. I have a depressed life anyway. It doesn't matter. And I turn to her and I go, what did you just say? And she goes, what? And my aunt goes, she's a very creative imagination. I go, she's heard that dialogue somewhere. She's heard somebody about to do a suicide watch. Sure. Uh, my daughter was running around playing in the backyard and they were screaming social distance the other day. And I was like, eight-year-olds shouldn't have to. To worry about that. And I guess the relevance of this is like, it took me back and I go, I wonder what conversations my parents heard me having. Mm-hmm. Like as I'm sitting there, like playing with my toys or whatever. I mean, I wasn't talking about depression, but I just wonder what kind of things they were. I mean, have I known the significance of Bruce Wayne's parents dying? I, I might've went a little dark. I don't know. I remember playing Contra with my uh, uncle who was in the, the military and I was like, he was like, well, who are we shooting? Cause he was kind of like trying to figure out, you know, 
how badly it was affecting me as a child. He was just feeling it out. And I was like, we're killing Russian commies. We're killing those commie Russians, man. We got And he's like, well, that seems like a good thing to do. God, please tell me at six years old, you said we're killing those commie bastards. I never, no, that, that no, I would day. not have said bastards. I would, no, I did not say bad words when I was young. I, I thought, <laughs> I thought if I said a swear word when I was young, that God would smite me on the spot. Uh, well, growing up in rural Indiana, yeah, and then the first, and then the first time I like swore at, like a, high, a middle school dance, and uh, I didn't die right then. Oh, it opened the floodgates for a while. I was a swearing machine for uh, for a minute. I uh, I caught a bar of soap for saying shit one time. Yeah, that'll that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, at that point, at that point, I decided to be sneaky about it. I wasn't going to openly say those things in front of my parents. Uh, one day, well, no, I had the, I had two completely. It was a switch. I could have my swearing switch on when I was around, not my parents, and then off when I was at home. But uh, one day, chap, if we get Pixel Quilter or my wife to be on here, uh, I'll let her tell you the story of the time she got soap in the mouth. It's hilarious. That's all I'm going to say. It's it's worth the hype. So <laughs> I look forward to it. I look forward to that conversation. Um, oh, Pixel Quilter's giving hints in Twitch on why she got uh, why she got soap in the mouth. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. All you. I see is she goes to this day. The movie E.T. still reminds me of my grandma. Yeah. Because was she a really wrinkly little person or? <laughs> No, it, the thing she said that got her soap in the mouth was from the movie E.T. Oh, I can only imagine. So uh, you want to start our, our top ten list? Uh, I, I want to run down. Okay. What oh, oh, yeah. So like I said, this is the 35. It's not that long. It won't take that forever. So I'll just run through it real quick. Um, some of these things I never heard of. Most of them I had. Number 34 is a waterfall ring toss. And basically what it is, is you remember that thing at Taco Bell that used to be able to like drop a diamond or whatever and yeah. you catch it on something, you get a free taco. Yeah. Basically it's that, but like in handheld form. For no, I, re- I got one. I, I got okay. one. I thought I consider that more eighties. I remember getting it when I was like probably seven or eight and like you hit this little white button and it squirts the air up in it and shoots the rings up onto the thing. Yeah. I, I was super excited. Mike. Yeah. Loves very, it. very similar. Um, 33 is Mr. Bucket. Okay, so Mr. Bucket's on on a different list for me. Mr. Duck, well, I'm going to save this for later, but Mr. Bucket is on my most memorable uh, commercial songs list. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, my Lord. Because I was in middle school when Mr. Bucket was popular, and we made it, let's just say it was innuendo. Uh, Number 32 is Spice Girl Dolls. I'm sure you remember the Spice Girls craze. I do. I do remember the Spice Girls. I had put on my honorable mention uh, band action figures or dolls so in sync and spice girls both made the list number 31 uh stretch armstrong see i think that's like a 70s 80s thing i don't been around forever i don't call that a 90s toy um number 30 sky dancers uh little thing you had them on the trigger and you could shoot these little up in the air that kind of yeah um thunderbirds tracy island i don't know what that is thunderbirds what tracy island yeah, I have no idea what that is. I don't know. Um, 28, what's her face doll? I don't Basically, know. you get to draw. I don't know. This stuff is weird. I'm glad I missed this. Um, <laughs> let's see. We'll go up to a dream phone. I do remember that. I remember that being a thing. I never really wanted it. I had female cousins, obviously, and so they, they had that. Um, 20, dude, this is on my top 10 list. I won't tell you where, but Pogs. 
Yes. Did did you get into the Pogs? Okay, I was right at the tail end of where Pogs existed. Like I was too old to actually care, but like we would go get some just to to like kind of make jokes about it. But we tried playing it. It wasn't the game itself wasn't that great. Oh God, no, it wasn't. The the <laughs> the thing where you identified yourself was 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 the slammer. Right. The slammer was your personality. The slammer is what identified you as what kind of level of pog player you were. Right. So I had this big, heavy ass metal slammer. That and sounds it about wrecked. right. I just want to say that sounds about right, chap. It wrecked things. People stopped playing me because I would just I'd rape and pillage their whole village of pogs. Yeah, like I just wow. take it all. Um, so yeah, Mike, that- Mikey says first. He says he loves this podcast. The nostalgia is mental. So gotta love that. And he also says he didn't know pogs were an actual game. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a game. Uh, you stack them up, you slam them and whatever flips over. Cause basically the premise of, for, there's probably people who don't even know what pogs is. So good opportunity to explain it. Sure. Uh, you put your pogs in versus their pogs. You stack them, you slam them and whatever flips upside down, you get to take. It's so like you're gambling. Big, kind of. Yeah. This, I, Did that's you ever- probably why- did you ever risk like your favorite holographic pog and like lose it and get really upset? Uh, I don't know if I did that or not, but it's probably explains why I'm a degenerate now and I gamble. So yeah. I always like a little bit of juice. I need a little bit of juice in my life. I need the action. I feel that. Okay. Keep going uh, with this list. Uh, 23, the power ranger figurines. That, yeah. It makes sense. These were legit. Uh, I, the original, uh, the original Power Rangers, not this stuff they've reinvented three and four or five times since then. Yeah. Well, I watched a documentary about that and they said basically they changed it up just so that kids would have to buy or parents would have to buy new versions of the action figures. for Oh, hundred percent. It was an easy, it was easy money play. Yeah. Uh, number 22, the talk boy from home alone. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that was really hey, popular. No, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. Did you have one of these? A 21, a game boy color. Yes. Me too. Uh, a doodle bear. I remember this. It was a stuffed bear that you get to draw on. Right. And then I, you wash it. I didn't have that. Um, Tickle Me Elmo, 18. Yeah, we talked about him. Um, puppy Surprise, where that is. An Etch-a-Sketch. I'll, I'll tell you somehow what a Puppy Surprise et- is. <laughs> somehow Etch-a-Sketch is still on here at 13. Yeah, that's an 80s toy. I saw it on the list. Uh, My Little Pony. Uh, it's, to me, that's 80s and 2010s. Mr. Potato Head, number 10. 80s. Maybe even 70s. I don't know. Hungry Hungry Hippos, number 9. 80s. I got that in 85 for Christmas. Trolls, yeah. number 8. Yeah, that was on my honorable mentions. Furby, number 6. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The Game Perfection. That's eight. Five. That's 80s to me, too. See, these aren't 90s toys. Uh, this, I don't know how this is a toy, but Mr. Frosty, and I remember this, you make snow cones. Yeah, I had the Snoopy version where you put the ice in the thing and run the shaver. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yep. Uh, number two is a bop it. Yep. Number one, on the, Tamagotchi. On the, on the list that says Tamagotchi, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I I've, take a lot of issues with this list. Yeah, I, I have some problems with the list. It's too many 80s things. But like everything that we've done so far, it's all subjective. Um, I'm not going to say they're wrong, even though they are. Uh, but w- I mean, we're we're just going to move along and we're going to make our lists. That's right. Uh, I think that a lot of the things that were on there will be on our list. I, but uh, I think the order of these things is super important. I don't think you'll be super surprised at a couple of mine. I think you'll be shocked at my number one. 
Some of my stuff is very specific. I'm just gonna FYI that. That's that's fair. Uh, uh, Pixel Quilter says perfection was our first experience with anxiety. Listening to that click and get faster and faster. <laughs> but that's probably how she's able to deal with you and be married to you. Like she finally got all that out of her system. Like uh, you want to. The, the weird thing is, like me in public is completely different from me at home. At home, I am very calm. Really? Yeah, I'm hilarious, but I'm also very calm. Huh. I I assumed you turned it off a little bit in public and you were really more high strung no. with some angst at home. Mm-mm. No, okay. she, Pixel Quilter says it's true. And I mean, it really is like in public. I, I always feel like I'm on. I have like I honestly expect think people expect me to entertain them all the time. Like that's, dance that's, monkey dance. Kind okay. of. That's just how my brain works. Uh, and then, yeah, when we're at home, I want it calm and quiet. <laughs> OK. That's why you were in the basement the other day with the lights off watching baseball. Yeah. Oh, I'd had a I'd had a horrible day, and I was I just turned on my arcade machines, was playing, and I'm watching baseball. That's all I did. Like it was just. That's, that's the life. Yep. So uh, give me give me your number ten. Number ten was Bop It for okay. me. That's a very iconic '90s toy. I mean, Bop It, Twist It, Pull It. I mean, that sounds like what I was doing in the '90s. Jesus. At least in those later years, for sure. Um, my number 10, uh, very, very significant to me, just because growing up in Indiana as, as a white kid, the love of basketball, um, my number 10 is a basketball. <laughs> That's awesome, though. And honestly, <laughs> you know, because okay. I, I, was, I was fortunate enough, um, my first 10 years, I lived out on a property, uh, me, my mom, my dad, my brother, and we lived on the property of my grandma and grandpa. So they had a, a secondary house that we were, that we lived in. Um, but my grandpa, like they had their own basketball court, like a concrete, like yep. rectangle, whatever. And from the time I could walk, I had my own basketball hoop. Like it was 10 foot and I couldn't shoot on it, but I come home from school one day, like in fifth grade. And he built me a short one on the other end. That's and awesome. For, but like, dude, for the, like the first seven, six, seven years of my life, I had my own court like- and here I am it seems so massive to me as a kid, but I drove by it recently and it literally might be 40, 50 feet long. It's really not that big, but as a kid, it was my own court. And as a Pacer fan, it was my own market square arena. Like it was awesome. Oh yeah. So that's the significance to me. Uh, I didn't see a basketball on any list that I looked no, up, but uh, I would not have thought to put a basketball on the list, but if I'm being very honest, I played so much basketball in the nineties. Like I was trying out for the team and fourth, fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade, uh, eighth grade is when I started to become a skater boy and stopped, stopped playing basketball. But S- seventh, eighth grade was when I realized I was white and I wasn't growing. And that's yeah. when I decided there was no future for me in basketball. Steve Nash disagrees. Well, yeah. I mean, but like he's yes, Canadian though. They're, I mean, they're a lot fair. better than we are right that's now. Fair. Um, I just, you know, I, I agree. I played so much basketball because honestly that was like the late eighties, early nineties was the peak of the NBA. Like that is the golden yeah. era of the NBA. Yeah. Like, and you'll never convince me otherwise. For me, dude, like I loved video games and toys growing up, but you played that when the weather was crap. Because other than that, I was outside playing basketball. I was outside doing things. Like mm. that was what we did. I loved my toys. I loved my video games. But if it was sunny out, that's where I was going to be. I basically played basketball uh, and a little bit of football in the neighbor's yard because they had a concrete pad also until the sun went down and then it was come in for dinner. And then it was video games and homework for the rest of the night. Right, right, right. All right. Uh, my number nine, Tamagotchi. 
Okay. Did you have one? I did. Yeah. Very cool. What, did you kill it a couple times? Oh, several times. Several times. I uh, I had a Tamagotchi. Uh, my girlfriend, my like my first real serious girlfriend of the in the, of the nineties. Uh, she wanted one, and we ended up getting them. And we like, I actually felt like it was more work than fun. Uh, like I had to check in on it and feed it and all that crap. So I was like at work at my actual job, and I'd have to pull out my Tamagotchi and hit a couple buttons. No, no, no. I remember telling like making my dad take it to work. Because like I had to go to school, so that's funny. So like I that's remember funny. taking my dad, and my dad amused me for like a day or two, and then he was finally like, "Okay, I'm over this. This is dumb." But like for the first day or two, because I think after day two he killed it because he took like he left it in the car. He didn't care. He like whatever. But yeah, I remember uh, specifically. I was like, "You killed it. You don't care." And then I didn't care either. I was over it. <laughs> Once you killed it, you're done. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I did have one. Uh, I think that's pretty significant toy from the nineties. Uh, Mikey vengeance killed so many Tamagotchis. It wasn't even just one. He killed so many Tamagotchis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, my number nine, you were, were at nine, right? Yes. Okay. I'm not a math teacher. I do teach English. Uh, pogs are my number nine. I just think like, I, again, I didn't play that that much. We did have some and collected them or whatever if we got them, but I was too old for it. Uh, but I thought it was significant. Like I thought it was very much a nineties thing. Absolutely. Um, number eight Furby. Okay. My Furby story is I, the same girl that wanted the Tamagotchi, uh, wanted a Furby and I was, Oh wait, you were together through two toy phases. I don't think they were that far away. I don't know, man. Back in the nineties, like if you made it through two, like basically if you made it like, Two, I mean, we were together they, for a year and a half. Okay, they were separate Christmases. Yeah. I remember. But uh, yeah, but it was towards the end. She wanted the Furby, and I was like, "How old are you? How old are you? You want a Furby? You want the stupid thing that winks its eyes and talks to you?" Like now, I look at that and I'm like, "I should have just said, okay, that's cool. You, you're into whatever." Like, but at the time, I was like, "You're so dumb." How many Furby people do you think turned into furries? Is like fetishes. Like, was that the start? I'm going to pretend that I don't know what that means for, this, <laughs> for the sake of this podcast. Um, That's fair. So, yes, Furby. She wanted a Furby. She got one, and she was mad that I wouldn't get one to talk to hers. And I said, I'm not spending, like, $30 on a stupid thing just so your Furby can do its thing. And that that was probably the beginning of the end. Here's, <laughs> here's a great story about the 90s and that girl. Like, right before we broke up, she bought me my first pair of like actual Oakley sunglasses, which I wanted so bad. And they were like 150 bucks. And, and then, like, she, like, dumped me three or four days later. And she's like, I, I just bought them because I knew I was going to break up with you. I thought that would make it a little less bad. And I'm like, That's one hell of a consolation prize. I was like, I'll take it. <laughs> they were awful, too. They're like metallic orange, uh, whatever the bug eye ones were. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's just what you did. Like it was ultimate like douche factor. Yes. For sure. All right. Go ahead. What's your number uh, eight? My number eight was Pogs. Okay. Uh, I even had like the make your own kit. And like I, I would, I was taking things all throughout the house. I was taking like my mom's like people magazine and just like making Pogs out of all random pages and stuff like that. And I, uh, I was going crazy creating my own Pogs as I like to put my stamp uh, on creativity when I was a child. 
You, did you find some of your dad's magazines to make pogs uh, out of? No, no, that's a whole other conversation to go into. <laughs> um, Let's avoid. We've already hit the PG thirteen limit a couple times tonight. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> that, that. You know what? We need to set up like a Patreon account where you pay for that content, yeah. and then you can you can hear the stories of what Chap knows about his dad. Um, my number seven, Pokemon trading cards. Hey, my number seven is Pokemon trading cards. Dude, did you play? No, not at all. <laughs> I I did. And I remember I was it was late nineties. I remember being in junior high. Like all of us were walking around like wearing like cargo shorts and stuff, because we'd have our decks in our pockets. Oh my like God, you never so... knew you never knew when the Pokemon game was gonna break out. And at lunchtime, like we'd be all sitting there like trying to get a game going real quick. And those games could last for hours. So we'd all like take a mental photo, then the next day come back and try to reset up where we were. Listen, uh, I thought I was gonna be nerdy on my list as we get farther up here, but I don't think I can top I wore cargo pants so I could carry my Pokemon deck. I don't think I can top that. Cargo shorts. Okay. okay, cargo shorts. Chap always had a problem with pants. I'm, I'm very much a shorts guy. Were you the guy? I mean, we still have them to the day. They still exist. So, like, middle of January, negative 10 degrees, you're wearing athletic shorts to school. Oh, yeah. I'm shoveling snow in my shorts, man. Oh, no. I wear shorts year-round. I wear jeans when I have to go to, like, a nice event. That's That's lovely. I mean, the jeans I can agree with, but the, I can't wear shorts in the winter. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't that guy in high school because my parents wouldn't let me. They're like, no, you're not wearing shorts to school. It's cold. Did you wear shorts high. to prom? Do what? Did you wear shorts to prom? Do I look like I had a date who would let me do that? Hell no. My brother wore shorts to prom one year. He wore like a, a tux jacket and shirt and everything, but then he wore like really baggy black skater shorts. Let me let you know, like I... <laughs> Chap cleans up well. I look good in the tux. I don't mind dressing up every now and then. That's fair. Mikey says he's from Scotland, so he's always wearing shorts. I don't know what the weather in Scotland's like, honestly. I always thought it was like rainy and just blah, but I don't. When they have uh, the golf tournament over there, that's what the weather is. Um, but Mikey didn't know how to play the game of Pokemon at all since we were talking about Pokemon. He says that's fair, but awful weather. I love when Mikey comes around because I love saying I have a friend that lives in Scotland and I actually mean it. Like it's so awesome to have people across the world. Uh, but yes, awful weather and shorts. He says, um, I never learned how to play. I did eventually learn how to play magic. The gathering many, many years later, which is kind of similar. No. Well, no. I consider it similar cause it's just trading card. Cause games. it's a card game. It, no poker and euchre are the same then. You're ignorant, Don. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, fair. I am ignorant. I am willing to admit ignorance. When it, but don't you attack my way of life for a brief year and a half to two year period? You don't think that like trading card games where you have to put like little dudes out to fight for you is the same as each other? No. Okay. No. Well, anyway, I learned I learned how to play Magic: The Gathering in a poker room. That's where I learned. Agree to, to disagree. Okay. You let us know in the comments section if Pokemon and Magic the Gathering are similar. I'm moving on to number six. Are you ready? And what is it? Game Boy Color. But it must include Pokemon Red or Blue or Yellow. Red, Blue, or Yellow. So you played Pokemon? Yes, I did. I played the game. I okay, was, I was, dude, I was, dude, I, I'm with you. I'm okay. with you. Were, you. were you Red or Blue? I was Blue and Yellow. I bought both. I was Blue. Who? I was Blue. Here's the real question. So, yeah, yeah. Who was your starter? Who's your starter? starter? No, you go first. Charizard. I am pure Bulbasaur. You would be. I'm a Bulbasaur. 
You would. You soft. No. He's the worst. He's the best one. He's the worst. Mikey's a squirtle. Pixel Quilter, I don't know which one you are, but uh, she said she only got introduced to the Pokemon card game. Uh, Mikey's red. Mikey's a red Pokemon player. Uh, Charizard was where it was at, man. I just, I, I for whatever reason, so I like Bulbasaur, and I like him when he's Ivysaur, but I wasn't a fan. I never, uh, I didn't want to evolve him into Venusaur because Venusaur was ugly. I guess, I'm sorry, I said Charizard. Charmander. I, I'm going to have people coming at me that I don't know. Like, Charmander is the original. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Charmander was my guy. But, so, the real quick, funny story about Pokemon uh, on Game Boy Color. I bought a Game Boy Color just for Pokemon because I said, if everybody's into it, there's got to be something to it. I'm going to give it a shot. I was 18 years old. I remember being 18 years old. I was a senior in high school. Not to mention they told you you had to catch them all. Right, like, I knew that. But I was a senior, so I got into it, and I fell in love with it. Like, I loved the RPG aspect. So I was a wait uh, a waiter at Jim Dandy in Tipton. And so, like, early mornings on Saturdays, when I'm here at, like, 5.30 in the morning, I would, like, get everything set up, and then as, as I, I would get coffees for everybody, whatever, and then I would sit at a booth in the back and just play Pokemon until somebody new came in. That's awesome. That yeah. is so cool. Uh, my number six was a Super Soaker. Nice! That's that's a good one. I enjoyed the Super Soakers very much. Um, always, like, you always have this idea, like, everybody was going to have a Super Soaker, mm-hmm. and then, like, things were just going to pop off as a huge, like, squirt gun battle. It never worked out that way. What it was was me and my brother just running around squirting each other with Super Soakers. Um, super Soakers, on, it's on my list, and I'll tell you more about it when we get there. My number five, uh, PlayStation. That was yes. the next level gaming to me. I had the Nintendo, mm-hmm. then I had the Sega, and when we got the PlayStation, that just opened everything up. Like it got me into first person shooters. It got me. I mean, it just opened everything up for me gaming wise. Uh, very impactful on the uh, old uh, young chap. Yeah, PlayStation was a big deal. Um, you're not an N64 guy. No, we were, uh, basically for us growing up, we got like every other system. So the Nintendo came out, uh, we didn't get the Super Nintendo, we went to Sega. Then like Sega Saturn came out, and then we went to PlayStation. Like, I mean, I've jumped around, I've been a video game whore, I've had an Xbox, I've got a PlayStation 4, I'm really on the fence where to go with the PS5 versus the Xbox X, I I don't know. Xbox. Uh, I'm, I'm up for grabs. I mean, my, my loyalty can be bought. Um, I had this really good, uh, really good um, system plan. I had this really good plan at the PlayStation generation. I may have told you this story, but I'll tell it on stream again anyway, just because since we're here. Same girl, Furby girl, Tamagotchi girl. She took a, she took a lot of your time. In a year and a half, man. That's a long There's a lot of stories I can tell you about her and, We'll get no, no, for the record, a year and a half in high school years is a lot. It's like you, it's like you guys were married for five. It, it was, it was pretty, yeah, serious. Uh, so my plan was when PlayStation dropped, I was going to ask for a PlayStation for Christmas. She was going to ask for an N64, and her brother was going to ask for the Sega Saturn, so that we had access to all three of the generation systems at the time. And That's a good plan. It was a great plan, uh, and then we broke up, and then so I had to go buy my own N64 later, but. Uh, it was awesome. That was that was honestly a great generation of gaming. Like that really. Oh was. yeah. Like I always had. I got an Atari. I had Nintendo. I got Super Nintendo. Like I had them all. But, and I still do have them all actually. But, I don't think you're surprised by that. No. What's your number five? 
Power Rangers. I felt like Power Rangers were were a big deal. Um, Power Rangers is my number four. Okay. So we're we're really close. Yeah. Like absolutely. Uh, I had a crush on the Pink Power Ranger. I ended up who married, I married somebody named Kim. So or Kimberly. You know, I just take that for whatever it is. I mean, well, does she have a Pink Power Ranger costume? She has a Pink Power Ranger T-shirt. She has the Pink Power Rangers Funko Pops in her classroom at school uh, because they they say Kimberly on them, and you know that's fun for her. Yeah, All right, number five for you. Uh, my, I already did my five. Oh, you did so what's your four because my four is my four is Power Rangers. Okay, my four is Beanie Babies. Okay, not on my list, but I, I felt like it had to be on the list uh, because I mean I didn't really. I bought one one time because they were super popular, right? And I was like, oh, I want the Dalmatian one, right? Because I love Dalmatians. But like, you have one now. I do have an actual Dalmatian now. But, like, you know, I would always love them. So we went to some crafty, you know, kitsch store. They had them, so I bought the Dalmatian. And I played with them and threw them around, and he got dirty, and I took the tag off and whatnot. And then, like, the value of that thing went to through the through the roof, right? So not after you took off the tag. Well, I know like it was worth like 300 bucks at one point, And I was like, wow. So, uh, I did while not playing with beanie babies. I bought a ton of beanie babies and flipped them. I made a lot of money buying and selling beanie babies. Allegedly. My brother-in-law had the princess Diana beanie baby. Yeah. Which went for thousands and thousands time, of dollars. He sold it for like 200 bucks at the time, but he was a yeah, kid. Yeah. I uh, I still have that one. It's in the base. Like I have a bunch of them. I just gave a giant bucket of Beanie Babies to my daughter. There's got to be at least 250, 300 Beanie Babies in it. And I just said, here you go. Happy Thursday to an eight-year-old. Or so I think she was seven at the time. That was like, you know, dream come true. She just had so many beanies to play with. But yeah, I, they're on my list because they're culturally significant. And I did get involved in the in the craze just to make some money. Uh, I mentioned number four is my Power Rangers. Uh, my number three, this is very specific. It was a Ninja Turtle van that shot pizzas out. Yeah, that's you the turtle put them van. In the van. And it, it shot out pizzas. Uh, very significant to me as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters were like the epitome of my childhood growing up. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a Leonardo guy. He, yes, he, he's the best turtle. Look, he, he's, he's a straight-laced guy. He's the moral of good. Like that's what you grow up wanting to be. Raphael's a dick. Yes. Michelangelo, Michelangelo, I would not trust to run anything. Oh, I like Mikey. Donatello is a nerd. I like Mikey. No, I do too. But you need a Leo to lead him. Well, so here's my thing, and I do this in my class every year. Every time I have a class, here's what I do. I I tell students what their personality is in Ninja Turtle status. Now, not everybody's a straight Leonardo. Like me, I am a Leo Mikey. I am a blend of Leo and Mikey. I am a good leader. I am focused. <laughs> Look, be careful what you're saying right now because you're about to expose your secret. Because if you're telling a kid he's a Roth, you're telling a kid he's a dick. So let's just pump uh, the brakes in. No, not, I, I, don't, I don't do that. I say that you, that you get like very heated quickly and you, and you are very emotional and passionate. That's what I say as a Raph. But I don't give too many Raphs, to be honest with you. I so want your wife in a heated argument when you're being a jerk for her to look at you and go, you're being a real Raphael right now, and then just leave the room. She wouldn't do it. 
She knows. <laughs> she knows what would happen if she called me rap. So, do you remember the the remake or the new movie they made in like two thousand and four or five, where it was like the yep. new animation version? And there's yep. that moment where like Leonardo looks at Raphael and he's like, "It's because I'm better than you." Like I yep. stood up and clapped at that part in the in the theater. Like I was like, "Love it." You would. All right, what are we on? That was that was. My You're at number three. Number three was Tamagotchi for me again because of cultural significance. So what's your number two PlayStation. Okay. PlayStation was for me like, you know, in 64, they tried to like double up on the, on the bits or whatever, but I don't think the system was, I don't think there's some hits on in 64 before the gaming people. Goldeneye. Goldeneye was a classic. I wasn't a huge fan of 3d Mario. I didn't enjoy it. Um, I honestly hated Ocarina of Time. I know that everyone that's a Zelda person loved Ocarina of Time. I couldn't deal with Navi going, hey, look over here, the entire <laughs> game. So for me, uh, I wasn't a huge N64 guy, but I liked a few games. But PlayStation was awesome. Like Resident yep. Evil, so good. My- Siphon Filter was the first shooter I played. Oh, Siphon Filter's good. Um, the thing that did it for me, though, and I mean, if you know me at all, you know what I'm going to say. It was, I mean... It was Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo and Gran Turismo 2 were like the best thing ever. When you could pick any car and you had to drive to the dealership and pick it out and customize it and like you had to build up your cars for like that was just heaven for me. So so for me, I was playing like Twisted Metal. Yeah, I did too. That game was awesome. Uh the Pro Skater, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Dude, yes. Dude, that was I wasn't even a skater, but that game was so influential. It was badass. Mikey says that hating Zelda may revoke our friendship. I love Zelda. I love Zelda, but I think that uh, a link to the past is the peak Zelda on Super Nintendo. I'm sorry. You hate one game of an entire franchise. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't want to revoke my friendship with my only Scottish friend. Uh, hold on. Where, where were we, what were we talking about? You said, oh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah. Real quick. They just re-released Tony Hawk's yep. Pro Skater 1 and 2. And I, and I love it. So good. The soundtracks for Tony Hawk Pro Skater are unbelievable. But here's here's one of the things I want to talk about because it's they did such a good job. I'm going to take it back to 2020 for a minute. The one good thing to come out of 2020 is on the new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, they have a lot of the classic songs like Goldfinger's on there and like a lot of the good stuff, but they added new music that would fit. Really? Yes. Uh, Tony Hawk himself said they wanted to like kind of take the music that kind of captures the feel and the genre and the scene now and add them to it to like update the game, but still keeping the classic. And I found like five or six new songs that I absolutely just am in love with. Nice. It's so good. And it's, it's so good. I'll send you a list later, but uh, it's so good. Yeah. Tony Hawk pro skater. Excellent series. Absolutely. Uh, my number two game boy color. Okay. Love it. Just because the, I mean, the Pokemon, it kind of embodied a whole lot for me. Video games on the go, like we'd be on road trips and I got my Game Boy. Like it got me through a lot of boring downtime. Yep. Um, and now. Were you good at nope. Tetris? Hold on. I want to ask, are you good at Tetris because of your Game Boy? Uh, I can hold my own in Tetris. Okay. I, I, I can hold my own. I hated geometry, but I can hold my own in Tetris. I, uh, hey, Mikey, the Machine Gun Kelly song is the only one I muted because I can't deal with him. I'm an Eminem fan, so it ain't happening. <laughs> no Machine Gun Kelly. Um, uh, I would challenge anyone in the world to Tetris. Yeah, that's your thing. Uh, one day I will play Tetris 99 and you can watch. Okay. Um, 
I'm not, I mean, honestly, I probably will lose to lots of people in the world, but when it comes to playing Tetris, I would put myself against almost anyone. Give me your number one toy. Okay. I'm going to tell you, and it's because I have two very distinct memories for this and it's already been on your list, but super soakers are my number one thing. Really? Of the nineties. Absolutely. Okay. The first day that, uh, you go, cause we didn't have the internet. We didn't know what toys were, were coming out and when we didn't no. have release dates. No, I'm just saying like, we didn't have release dates for stuff. So when my neighbor kid that had everything, like this kid had like the dyno bicycle or BMX, you know, like he had all the cool stuff. He came home with the super soaker and it was yellow and neon green on a tank. And we're like, what's that? What is that? Yeah. Because like, up to that point, it was the little squishy squirt squirts. My brother yep. had, uh, at one point, they tried battery-operated ones. My brother had a little squirting Uzi that had batteries, you know. I forget what those were called, but we had that one. But Super Soaker was just, if at the time, if you had a Super Soaker, you were winning the water. The water oh, bottle. yeah. Everybody had. I saved up for a month of allowance to buy the Super Soaker 100, the big blue one with the double tank. Yes. Yep. Okay, so that's that's why it's my number one. Uh, but And I was telling this story the other day to someone since we moved back to Tipton. I was riding around with my girlfriend after the one that we've already talked about. This is girlfriend number two. Uh, we're riding around in her Geo Tracker, just to, just to tell you how '90s this is. Yeah, yeah. And I've got this like Super Soaker 3000. I'm talking. It's got like a massive tank, three nozzles, just freaking huge. Like it's bigger than me. Yep. We're driving around town. I stand up out of her Geo Tracker, and I'm like spraying people's windshields, right? Like, and I think it's hilarious. And she's like, "Tee hee, that's funny." And we spray the wrong guy, the wrong guy in a van's windshield. Like he's this big old hefty dude with a beard, and he's like mad. He's like, "Oh, GD," and swearing, like chasing us. And she's driving around like almost until she's like, "Where do I go? Where do I go?" I was like, "Just step on the gas and go, right?" <laughs> and then she, uh, she, she got scared and pulls into a driveway that has no exit as the guy's chasing us, right? Like, not only is she driving around using her turn signal as she's making turns, I was like, stop with the turn signal. Mistake number one, step on the gas. And she's like, I don't know what to do. She pulls in a driveway. The guy pulls in behind us, grabs my super soaker, and like just beats it, like bashes it in the ground. And like, no, he doesn't. Yeah, he smashes it in the ground. And, like, and he's swearing at me the whole time. And I try to get out of the out of the car to like confront him because I'm like 18 and tough and I'm going to fight this like giant. I mean, the guy looks like he could have fought bears. I'm not even kidding. Like, he's big, burly dude. And he like uses his big belly to like slam the door closed, like bold. And I'm like, he's like, swearing at me and then drives away that's my story and i showed my wife where the the exact driveway that he, she pulled into and she goes she was stupid she should have stepped on it I'm first like, of all who doesn't have windshield wipers to go right guess what it's all done but i am so pissed off that this kid squirted my car yeah. it's a declaration of war at yeah, that point. it was i'm more mad that my girlfriend at the time didn't know step on the gas don't use your turn set like run yeah, anyway, oh, that's my story about Super. That could take me down another path of stories, but yeah. we're talking 90 toys. Yeah, okay. You're number one. I'm ready for your number one. My number one is super specific, but this is the greatest toy I ever owned. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned, a big Ghostbusters guy. Okay. Uh, the dream was to be a Ghostbuster. Get the Proton Pack. I had the Proton Pack and the sliding trap <sighs> that when you hit it, it opened up and there was a little fan in it. That would blow like little like things, dude. It was epic. That's cool. Greatest thing that I ever owned. If as a as a seven year old child, if my house caught on fire, that's what I'm saving. I'm gonna see how much it costs to replace that right now. 
let's Google. Don't even get my hopes up. Hold on. Uh, while I'm doing that, like I think this is an interesting perspective. Mikey says that it's cool to hear how much everybody loves super soakers in the U.S. because they it's always raining in Scotland, so they can't have water fights. <laughs> but that's also why they drink too, because they're sad. Okay, Ghostbusters. Proton pack. Proton pack. Toy. Nineties. Okay. I see. It's like bluish. Yep. Okay. Okay. How much would it cost to get one? That's what I want. I want to with eBay. Oh, Amazon has. Amazon has it. Shut up. Oh, that one's way cooler. Or like it's it's more modern. It's not like the old guard. That's like a Halloween costume. All right, let's get on eBay real quick. Uh, <laughs> Mikey says they're good at drinking. I don't want to. I don't want to stereotype my friends from Scotland, but I know you guys make good uh, whiskey. Oh man. Ghostbusters Proton Pack. I need to put 90s in there probably. Boom. eBay says. Oh, I don't see one. Sorry, man. I don't see one like that I had. Yeah. I was going to buy it for you. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was kind of like a. Like <gasps> they d- oh, that one's from 1986, but it's 324 bucks. I'm not buying that for you. Sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't blame you on that one there, bud. Oh, but man. Like, it was so cool. And now you've got me down a rabbit hole. Hold on. I'm going to pull this up and put it on stream, uh, maybe. Let me see if this is it's, if this is what you're talking about. So you'll have to – do you have the stream up? I don't. Oh. Oh, there it is. Do you see it? Oh. Yeah. How much is it? $135. Buy it. You only live once. Just win it on That's a sports it, bet. It doesn't have the trap, but it has the uh, the thing that they would hold for the to pick up the readings. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. The EKG meter. Yeah. Chef, oh, man. This has been fun. So, uh, everybody in the chat, what was your favorite toy? Tell us real quick what your favorite toy was as we start to uh, – Oh, so I forgot I was gonna go over the while well, they're telling us in the in the chat the favorite songs. I said the the Mr. Bucket song. I should probably just find it and see it and see if I can find it on YouTube. The I'm Mr. Bucket, you put the balls in my top. I'm Mr. Bucket. Oh wow, <laughs> you don't remember that at all? Um, n- no, I, I wasn't uh, Mr. Bucket. Oh, okay. I'm gonna play it so that the chat. Can- I'm Mr. Bucket. That's right. I'm Mr. Bucket. I'm Mr. Bucket. Toss your balls in my mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. Out of my mouth, I will pop. I'm Mr. Bucket. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to run. I'm Mr. Bucket. <laughs> he just said you put Mr. your balls in my top out of my mouth. They will pop. Wins, but look out. The balls will pop out of his mouth. You couldn't do that now. The balls will pop out of my mouth. Mr. Bucket. The other one for me was Crossfire. Do you remember Crossfire? Crossfire! You get caught up in the crossfire. I never understood. Like you're just shooting marbles at each other. Like it, it was like, it was, it was hungry, hungry hippos, but with like shooting metal balls at people. Pixel quilter wanted a skip it, uh, but she didn't, she didn't ever get one. And she still wanted my little ponies in the nineties. She says, uh, now I got to find this, the crossfire commercial. Mikey says Sonic the Hedgehog. Anything Sonic the Hedgehog. He loved those games and TV shows. I like Sonic. I did. Uh, I also think that your wife just gave you great Christmas ideas, either a, a skip it or a, just a collection of my ponies. My daughter has my little ponies now because they became popular again. 
Everything comes back. Crossfire commercial. Here we go. Crossfire commercial. Oh, here it is. It's some time. Oh, it sounds so bad. The ultimate I can't hear it all. Crossfire. 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 Exactly. This is John and I just looking for our, our 90s commercials. All right, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I gotta think about what the audio is gonna be like for the podcast. So I don't. Just... <laughs> yeah, you gotta think ahead of this point. Um, uh, I'm I, just glad uh, Paul wasn't here to harass me all night. Man, I like the P. Dossman. I think P. Dossman needs to come make a return to the podcast. <sighs> Paul. Um. So I'm thinking he, he'll be a guest. I'll tell you what. I'll rope him into being a guest. Yes, I want. He's a '90s guy. I want P. Dossman on as a guest. What's he into? He's a sports guy. He's a diehard yeah. cubby with me. I mean, he's he's a big sports guy. We'll uh, we'll shoot some topics off to him. I bet he'll come on. Got it. Uh, so I know we had been talking, and I was going to fill in on the people on the podcast. We were saying we were going to go kind of year by year current events uh, in the. And I think let's let's start with just 1990. Uh, next week, Wait, how do you feel about that? 1990. Yeah, I'll have to do some research, but I'm there. I mean, I will too. Uh, but I, I mean. I think we'll we'll do that. We'll try and keep it as not related to current politics as possible, because again, we want this to be an episode, uh, a thing where. Well, well, let's go ahead and warn them because about ninety four, there's gonna be a white bronco chase that's gonna have the country divided. Spoiler alert. Chap, anything you want to do? Any shout outs you want to make today? Anything you want to mention before we call it a night? No, man, uh, I, I always enjoy this. I look forward to next uh, next week talking about 1990. 1990, yeah, I'm going to have to do some research, but uh, we'll get it done because that's how much I care about this podcast. I enjoy the research. I've got uh, I've got some things we'll talk about off the air that kind of I want to go with and it'll be, make it interesting. Sure. Um, Anything it, that we're going to make a whole episode out of, we probably won't want to spend too much time on. Like I don't remember what year. Right. Like I don't remember what year Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding was, but that that one we're gonna talk about for a whole episode. Right. Oh, absolutely. But like absolutely. so. But yeah, we we were saying we want to go year by year to, because we do want to talk current events of the time without. We don't want to get. Uh, we don't want any anger. We don't need one to division. This is your no, escape. But at the same time, too, let's keep in mind the things that we're gonna cover twenty years ago, thirty years ago. Yeah. Is the same stuff we're dealing I with know. now. So. I know. Well, y'all, thanks for coming out to another episode. We really appreciate everybody being here. Mikey, so glad you came. Pixel Quilter, as always, lovely. Uh, to everybody who's listening, hopefully we'll get it on uh, Apple soon so you can listen to it on your devices, but it is available on Spotify. And uh, one quick plug, if you haven't listened to Chap's sports podcast about local Aww. sports, make sure you're listening to Chap uh, in his sounding off. I don't know that it's relevant to people in Scotland, but you know... Maybe. No, but if you're ever curious about the Kokomo and Howard County uh, and Tipton County uh, athletics, I'm the guy to see. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Be nice to everyone. Love each other. It's 2 a.m. for Mikey. He's going to bed. Thank you for staying up with us. Everybody else, have a lovely night, and we'll see you all soon. Take care.